Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast, the best shows on TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting Game of Thrones. This was uh, episode seven, right? Six of seven. Broken man. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. That's hard to believe it's that far in the season already. I'm amazed how fast it's moving. To con- considering where we started and where we are now, it's like, I mean, it's like light years. It's unreal. Yeah, they, the pace on this season has been pretty staggering. You yeah. know? Uh, I mean, I think we're the about... The death, yeah, death count also staggering, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're in Baelish's little horse carriage in this entire season. <laughs> Moves across the land in a you know, oh, whisper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was the director and the writer on this one? We, uh, we have differencing opinions on how to pronounce the last name. My lord. Is what I would say. He wants to go with my load. Well, it, it starts with the first name as well, Mark. Mark my load. I mean, that is just a great name. It's wow. all in there. There's a lot. There's probably some people that are going to be cussing. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a lot of cussing in this episode. I feel like there's a lot more f bombs than there's uh, definitely typically. more profanity. Yeah. Look who's on the screen though. Yeah, yeah that's fair. This is true. But this the episode true. was yes, the broken this man. This is. Epic for me. Um, let me tell you, like many, like last year, one of my favorite catch lines is I had a Game of Throner. <laughs> is that uh, the bottom line is, is that I got to see two of my favorite characters, one coming back from life, and what I consider one of the craziest things ever a cold sto- a cold opening. I mean, where'd that come from? Yeah, never seen that. Um, didn't even feel like the same show. Everything was kind of cheery and like. Just to see Ian McShane kind of jolly walking around. Had some butt slaps in there, like the coach. <laughs> the only thing missing was like a little band in the back corner and people doing a little woo dance. I mean, it was just kind of crazy how things were looking. I, it was just strange to see it that way until you see Beast Mode <laughs> yeah, one along <laughs> by himself. <laughs> only thing missing, I'm telling you, man, I felt like the only thing missing was the music from Commando. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, Schwarzenegger's yeah. period, <laughs> you know I mean? I was like, yes, this is maybe the Hound, you know, but... I well, I mean, like, did anyone have any thoughts that it wasn't the Hound that we were about to see as soon as we had this cold open and anything? Been, ever since we y'all came up with that theory, and then I heard that Ian McShane was going to have a, a one-episode wonder and bring back a pivotal character, I knew immediately. I think that was one thing they did with the cold opening. It was so different is, is that they just went ahead and hit you with the punch, you know, right from the get-go to get you excited about the episode. And let me tell you, it worked. I loved it. It made, oh. it made the episode that much better the entire time I was watching it. I mean, Swearinger, or I call him Swearinger just from Deadwood, but he stole the show. I mean, he was killed it in every scene, making me laugh. How, how great would he have been to be a regular on this show? Oh, I'd have loved it. He's one of my favorites, and... I hate he only got one episode. You know, the only thing about this is they recycled his whole commentary about, you know, the gods aren't done with you yet. You have purpose, da 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 I did feel like I was watching Hercules. <laughs> or, or, you know, some of these other movies where, you know, because he had a very similar role where he's a super jolly warrior and different things and so on. And but it was he made time. comments like that. Like, you know, I know what my time is. And maybe this is your time. And that the gods aren't done with you. And I was like, dang, I just swear I heard him say that earlier, you know. And well, like, his time came up quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about the facial expression? You know, that, look, that didn't look like a prosthetic. That just looked like him no, hanging there like and, and, yeah. looking, and holding the face, you know. <laughs> uh, curious, though, what, why is the Brotherhood killing small folk? I don't know about that. That that was a big uh, thing that I didn't like, and it just didn't fit what they were doing. But I think that this was due to just the Hound had a natural enemy in the Brotherhood since they already held him for trial and everything. So it made the most sense just to turn them evil. 
I don't know. I didn't get that either because the way when the, when you saw the Brotherhood, you know, in the past seasons, you know, it seemed like they were good guys, or you know, they were fighting for a noble reason and cause. They were and, fighting for the peasants. They were fighting for the poor. Right, people. and for them to come out here and what looked to be just slaughtering peasants, I, it didn't make sense to me. I'm with you, bro. I was just kind of like weird. And then don't get me wrong, I was. It didn't bother me a whole lot because I was just super excited to see the Hound and be himself. You know, but the whole scenario of him chopping wood and staying up there by himself and then going, you know, what was he doing with this tree limb is what I want to know. He, he just randomly hacking at it. During this whole time, this entire 50 people get slaughtered and he hears the last scream of one <laughs> female. I mean, I mean, I, I took it as he didn't hear anything. I mean, well, you did hear that one little scream right at the end where it kind of caught his whisper as he's getting his last beverage there. And... And he comes down there and everybody's touched. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that far from the campsite or anything. Yeah. Thing is, too, though, it was all bow and arrow and some axes. So we're not talking about like any, too much noise. Uh, I think I'm still going to make I'm a loud gonna, scream. I'm going to go ahead it. and say, considering how many women were there, the first guy takes the bolt, you know, in the chest <laughs> like that. There's going to be some girls going, ah, screaming like you ain't never seen. How old they do? Yeah. You like that, don't you? You like the sound effects? <laughs> the bubble school sound effects? Yeah. Get yeah. off me. Um, I will say though I don't know if they'll actually name this guy or whatever but there's a character in the book the main guy who spoke that rode up on the right the bearded fella the one with the yellow cloak on Uh that's a character in the books they call him like it smells like piss this cloak's yellow I don't remember what they call him lemon yellow cloak lemon cloak is that what they call him I think it's just lemon and then it's like yellow cloak yeah, something like that. But supposedly he smells like piss and great uh, archer. Uh, that that's just that's disgusting. Yeah, but he's like a real douche in the in the book. So, uh, man. So hopefully it gets a nasty ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. But I mean, how about the jokes when uh, he was sitting there chopping the tree? And I feel like he already knew what the answer was. It was just like, how many men did it take to cut you down? Oh, <laughs> love <that>. one. <laughs> oh, must have been a beast of a man. It was a woman. He asked what's keep, what kept him going. And he said, hate. Who does he hate? Like, what's he? It's got to be his brother. I mean, I'm going with the brother, too. Just, I don't know. Like, he seems like he's a person who, who lives on hate, aggression, da-da-da-da. And it, his spirit is not going to vanquish until he's, you know extinguished a few of those flames you know what i mean and i think oh nice with the flames because his uh, face mark is definitely looking a little bit more kissed with fire yeah i mean i love the beard like the house oh, yeah. perfectly yeah. you know i thought that's that was off. pretty sweet um but yeah I, I think that's just trying to say i think that's just more ammunition of and especially now he's going back into who he is and he's going to go do what he has to do because I, mean, I think he hated how he's been treated by everybody in his life, and he—he he is nothing more than a giant version of Arya, who you know, but he's just not as simplistic as a list. He just is like, you know, I hate you, I'm gonna kill you. You know, what I mean, which is why I think they turned the Brotherhood into the bad guys. I mean, I don't like it. I don't think it really made sense. But just to have that easy vengeance, let's give him a clear motive. Well, it could also be that the Brotherhood might be under different leadership or there's a different thing going on and we're going to unravel well, that coming up. There's only one other leader that the Brotherhood goes under, and I don't think they're going to go that route. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that they actually find out that this is like a... A rogue cell. rogue group of them yeah. that's like doing this shitty stuff. Because I don't, I don't want to see the Brotherhood be 
bad guys. No, no because I mean they're housed by the people. Yeah, I think they could they could be a great positive storyline for what we're trying to go for. Well, you can't call them necessarily positive because they do follow the Red God and remember they sold Gendry off and stuff like that. Dude, uh, yeah. how about how about Ian's character, Ian McShane's character talking about, you know, God this, God that, da, da, da. there's a red guy, there's a light guy. All I know is there's one above us. You know? <laughs> I was like, yes, there's finally a character who has some kind of common sense to whatever this is. Yeah. You know, dang, why do we have to lose him? I mean, this is awful. Yeah, I hate it. I just love this guy. I mean, I'm a massive Deadwood fan, and to see him go makes me hurt a little bit. But... You know, at least they brought him back for a fantastic part. I mean, just the energy he brought was insane. Dude, this episode brought back really, realistically, about three characters. You know, really, we, of course, we know the Hound. You know, really, you could say four because we got Ian Machine's character, which I thought was epic. But then we also got to see Braun this episode. But we also got to see more of Blackfish, really, as Blackfish. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, those things, this episode was just. Just, man, it was a huge catalyst for what's going to come. Yeah, I, you know, I saw some negative stuff on, you know, social media about this episode, but I got to be honest, this is one of my favorite episodes that didn't have any action in it. In my opinion, this episode is my favorite so far this season. And there's been some good ones now, especially up front, but for some reason, this one, the everything that happened was good. There wasn't a single part of the entire episode I was like, okay, they're just setting this up for the future. Which a lot of it was set up, but it was actually intriguing and had some, you know... It was layered. Yeah, it really, really was. That's a great way to look at it. I mean, you you name it. There was something interesting about every little part they did, or there was comic relief, or there was your, your new character was introduced and just getting to see them on screen and interacting was way awesome. Every part of it. I really, really enjoyed throughout. Even though it was a shorter episode, I swear they had to cut like six or seven minutes out of it. Eight minutes. Uh, which bastards. Is, which is odd because it seemed like we actually spent like seven or eight minutes with every single character that we showed. Yeah. It was like we didn't just get like a one minute take here. It was like long. All I know is that preview looked like an extra minute long and boy, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk yeah. about that at the end. But So what's another part of the show that was... Uh, I mean, my off? favorite scenes were the Marjorie... And the High Sparrow. Yeah, Queen of Thorns stuff. Everything dealing with Marjorie. You know, I I enjoyed that stuff. I'll tell you, as soon as the High Sparrow said, I fear for the safety of your grandmother, I was like, it's about to be on. We're about to, this is going to be the pivot point of whether or not we're going to find out Marjorie really where she lies. Well, of course we found that out, you know, which I thought was pretty Even before that, where she took a little bit of power, where he comes and is like, can I talk to you about a private matter? The king says you're uh, not sharing, sharing the sacramental bed. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I don't feel the uh, urges that I once had anymore now that you've cured me. Yeah. And like he was just like, well, it doesn't matter if you feel them or not. You have your duty. Well, here's the deal. It's like, you can tell, that was the first time I've seen the Sparrow just openly saying he's planning for the future to make sure his power stays intact. Mm-hmm. You need an heir that's going to understand that the sparrows, are, you know, his the sparrow and his people are, are going to need to be stay in power, and so it was the first time I can really say that is his name Price is that the actor's name? Yeah, Jonathan Price. Jonathan, Jonathan Price. It's the first time I've seen him be a little human, you know, uh, you know, like a lot of every other characters, you know, there is that little lust for maintaining power and authority, the greed. you know, and so that was the first time I see him come down, and then you see Marjorie come up, you know, and so. 
like I said, that's when it like it really got spicy for me. Like, I mean, she's sitting there just slowly putting out little feelers to see where her power is. Yeah, and like I said, soon when he said, you know, hey, I fear for her safety, I was like, okay, now we're gonna find out where the lines are drawn. And sure enough, I mean, in five minutes, you know, Queen of Thorns, Queen of Thorns is throwing out barbs and letting Cersei oh, know her. it. You know, this is your fault. This is your fault. This is your because you're an idiot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first and nobody likes you. Yeah. You've got no power, no army. <laughs> well, first she was talking to Marjorie. Yeah, first she was talking to Marjorie and crushing Septa Nunella. Oh, man. <laughs> she just sitting there, you know, stoic it. as can be. <laughs> she, I uh, snap my fingers and let them beat on you if I let them stop, you know? Which I don't want them. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Marjorie slips her the note. Um, well, you know, what do you call it? The discussion boards were like, what the heck's the rose mean? I was like, really? You know, that was kind of surprised me. I kind of kind of felt like I knew it was immediately. It's just a simple thing. She's saying, I'm still a Tyrell. Yeah. I mean, that's their, that's their symbol, you know? Right. Um, here's my question. Is Jonathan Price still playing the game better? Now, I realize what we just saw. You know, the conversation about her not sleeping in the king's bed. And... But then he lays out this number where he says he fears for the Queen of Thorns' safety. You think he's Isn't prodded that her? almost like, well, let's draw her out. Can if I say that, will Marjorie immediately run to her and say, "Hey, you need to leave town"? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like this is your. It's first like pulling test. out a rat. Yeah, it's basically just a test of loyalty. By me telling you this, your reaction tells me how you really feel. Right. And so if the Queen of Thorns suddenly leaves town, that means that you still have feelings for her over what the Sparrow you say you believe in. Well, see, I right. took it as he wanted her out of King's Landing, and so by kicking her out of King's Landing, see, he was I'm doing with the Cash. work. I feel like by poking Marjorie, I fear for safety, that he felt like that would be a way for Marjorie to say, you need to get out of town, you know, I think it's kind of playing both fields. I think Marjorie's like, get out of town, but understand I'm still yeah. a Tyrell. I'm doing this to prove my loyalty to the Sparrow. But, you know, but I'm also making the Sparrow realize that I'm on you know, his page. I, I, it could go either way. I'm just I'm saying. with you. you got a great point, bro. I'm Because the Sparrow could be straight playing real games. and you know. Oh, I mean, we know he's playing games, and he's been one step ahead of everybody. Right. But Marjorie's slowly been lurking for me. Like, I think she's playing a little bit harder. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, really curious because, realistically, now I feel like the storyline's dead unless the, it's the Cersei angle of it. And you know, I mean, really, I mean, where do we go from this point forward right now? I mean, from on that storyline. Well, Cersei has a few tricks up her sleeve. Well, exactly. But I'm saying, like, if you take Cersei out of the mix right now, um, what do you think? Where does that story go? I mean, they're exactly where the, uh, the king and queen where they are. High Sparrow is where he wants to be. The whole nine yards. I mean, where where does it go? So I think it's like Cersei is going to have to be the only thing that comes in and shakes up that storyline. No, I think this storyline completely finishes this season. So, but yeah, but how? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it's hunky dory right now. Jamie's gone. The Tyrells are leaving. Cersei, all she has is her in the mountain. I mean... I think Marjorie kills the High Sparrow by the end of the season. I'm telling you, I think High Sparrow's dead by the end of the season. Possibly Tommen's dead by the end of the season. I don't think they can kill Tommen. I don't think yet. I'm telling you. Tommen has to wear the shroud just like the other children. (laughs) 
I mean, he does, but I just don't see how they do it this season because I don't think they want to put Marjorie in power, and they definitely don't want Cersei to be back in power yet. It doesn't matter what they want. Well, I'm talking about the show writers. I don't see it either. I just don't. I think it's too early for him to die. I think he does die, but I think it's at the moment when Cersei finally maybe gets some claim back, and then it falls apart again in front of her. Yeah, I don't. I, think, know. I just see them. That's how they roll with that kind of stuff. Well, there's been talk that like, I've been reading some message boards and stuff that the uh, High Sparrow, the Seven Gods, will pick Tommen as their fighter. I've seen this too. This is a, th- a theory that people have going around that will Cersei allow the mountain to kill her son if Tommen fights as a champion for the seven. <laughs> no way. But I mean, what, no that way. is a genius play. It is. Yeah, it is totally, but. And so then she has to pick. He's too much of a wimp. He would not even walk in. Oh, there. I think the high sparrow could pull some strings to convince nah, him. I don't see that at all. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I, don't I mean, I don't want it because obviously we look. Bottom the game line, ball. it's like why the biggest deal is, is you when you watch the preview, it, it just kind of spells where that storyline's going. And I'll say that towards the end for people who don't want to know about you know the preview. Uh, I just I don't see that at all. I, I just I think that's extending it too far. You know, in one direction. I think he dies at a pivotal moment, but not because of something like that. Uh, I will tell you this. And this is just a, a thought that kind of came to me after thinking about the new Kingsguard. I mean, these are usually pretty spicy, so... With the new seven-pointed star on their breastplate oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, right? In the Dunkin' Egg series, which is kind of prequel 100 years before Great what's series. going on now, um, a trial by combat doesn't always mean one-on-one. Well, there's another one. There's another one called... Like the Battle of the Seven. Yeah, it's Battle of the Sevens. And it's seven champions versus seven champions. So what I got to thinking was, in the one in Dunkin' Egg, the king actually joins the seven against the other seven. You know, his Kingsguard and his friends and him take on the fight. All right? And they end up, it murders like four people in succession. Yeah, it's bad. Real bad. And the king ends up dying. The and, and the prince dies too. Right. So the fact that they introduced a new Kingsguard of, you know, loyal to the seven, right? Well, the funny thing is how many were actually in there? I, I would love to go back and research how many were actually walking out there with him with those new breastplates. I think they had three or four. It was three I'm or just four. Saying, I thought it was at least five or six, maybe more. But the thing is, it's like, well, there's only seven and one of the Kingsguard died in Bravos. Jamie wasn't there. So it only leaves five max. Okay. But I would be curious to see if they decide to go that route, which would be awesome. Because we've already seen a one-on-one combat with the mountain. And it was epically awesome. Totally agree. It was great. But a seven-on-seven combat for, you know, judgment would be fantastic. And if you can't find seven people, you're automatically deemed... Guilty. Yeah, guilty. So, So, I mean... She would have to find seven champions, do, or six. Do we want to theorycraft a little bit on who she could get? I mean, it'd be Jamie, Braun probably, in the mountain. The only way I can see it happening is is that, you know, they go Braun and get five more sail swords. you know. Or, but I mean, she's not going to trust herself to sell swords. I mean, she's going to want it. Well, it's about what you can get. True. But she would have Lannister sword warriors. I mean, she would have that army 
is still under Jamie. So, you know, even if they had great soldiers there, Jamie also, wouldn't be in the mix. The, it, it doesn't have to be named people. No, exactly. You could get seven people. Tommen's new Kingsguard, we don't know who they are. No. They're just rando guys in yeah. cool armor. We know... See, what I would consider would be that it wouldn't necessarily be Tommen. That maybe Lancel would get in there. You know, maybe where'd Loris lie? You know what I'm saying? People like that could be put into the fray. But, I mean, there's no way Jamie's not in it for Cersei. Uh, My concern would be, could Jamie get back yeah, for I, I, it? I, I, I think Jamie's got his whole new Maybe. deal here. I just, that's why I say I just don't see that happening. I don't see. I don't get me wrong. I think it'd be cool to do seven on seven, but I don't think the show is sh- shooting for a punch like that. I think it's the mountain, whatever. If we, I, I'm almost doubting we even get to a, this, the way they're going with this. No, no, no. We're getting. I'm telling you, I'm struggling with this because I mean, you know, like I said, we like we theorized before, the Hound would be the greatest, you know, the bowl between yeah. the two brothers. Da, 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 da. I just don't see where he's going and making it to this situation. It's almost like this, this trial by combat da, 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 could be next season. I mean, with as fast as people travel, because Jamie got from King's yeah. Landing to the Riverlands I know, with 8,000 soldiers in an episode. I know. I, I, I get you there. I just, I don't know. I'm just struggling that we even get to that point. Well, I would say that the Hound situation will probably wrap up next episode. Um, yeah. Or so, at least whatever. Something will change in the Hound's path <clears throat> next episode. And... Judging by the preview, which we'll talk well, about let me, later, let me ask you this there'll question. be some other stuff. Let's, in just, let's say we do the trial by combat, and which the mountain one? loses. Okay, okay. Let's just say mountain's her guy, and he loses. What happens to Cersei? She's dead. She dead. gets beheaded. So that's beheading. And according to book knowledge, we have no idea of anything, anything of this such. No, no, no. We there's not been a trial yet. So this is actually legitimately possible. There are extremely few things left that Cash and I would have book knowledge about. Okay. Could you imagine the show without Cersei? Personally, no. I don't think so. She's so strong. It's, even as a bad person, she's a great character. Although, can we just get her a wig? Like, I mean, with all the time traveling <laughs> and stuff, can we just let her hair back? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, in my mind, she has nothing left. One, either when the mountain's gone, or if, like we say, you know, her boy dies, I think there's there's not much left for her. Full crazy. Full Jamie. crazy Cersei, yeah. Uh, it's like, it's Tom and her Jamie. Now, if Jamie goes with Brienne whenever they meet up, then I can see her having nothing left in just... It's very possible. Very, very possible. All right, what's another? What's the next storyline we're talking about? I mean, I mean we can I'll, go Jamie. Yeah, Blackfish. Just, yeah, Jamie and Blackfish. Uh, but Again, awesome to see Braun. Well, first off, the fact that the Lannisters have 8,000 men in their standing army. This isn't the King's army or anything. This is just Lannister. And the Boltons have the biggest army in the north with 5,000. It's quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, that shows, like, the big difference this could, in... This could be the, the, the tipping point, you know, when it comes to the, the Battle of the North, maybe? The problem is, is exactly what they're dealing with right now. A siege. It's like they talk <laughs> about Winterfell in the books. I think they even said in the show... If you're inside Winterfell, that's a ten man to one advantage. All right, look at look at the Riverlands. Look at the castle they're at. I mean, you it's know. on two different rivers. It's on a moat. You know, they have a drawbridge, which that is an awesome drawbridge. 
Yes. First off, cool can you believe they built that just for the scene? Also, hopefully we'll see that more often. You know, I mean, later on, because that's got to yeah. play in. It's too well done. Oh, there's no doubt. But a siege, you remember Stannis, just being in the cold, killed him. He took tons of his people. You know what I mean? Yeah, people just quit on him. Yeah, Blackfish is obviously a super sly dude. You know, he could pull some of those, dude. you know, underhanded tactics too while they're outside. This, this, the only thing missing from him was like a piece of wheat hanging from his lip and a cowboy <laughs> hat. With this look he had. I mean, it wasn't bright outside, but he had that no. look like he had been in the sun. I mean, he, he his look and persona was amazing. Well, he, he, the Clint Eastwood, the John Wayne look. Oh, yeah. He does. He does. <laughs> well, get on with it, you know? <laughs> Even his tone. Like, he, he didn't try to scream or anything. Like, there's no way they hear him. And he's just like, go ahead, kill him. Yeah, really. just like, <laughs> He just moves on, you know? Like, they're trying to scream at him. <laughs> we'll kill him. You think I won't do yeah. it? Dude, and the interaction with Blackfish and Jamie... Probably my favorite moment of the entire episode. Don't be wrong. I love seeing my characters, but that's my favorite moment. Before you even get there, though, you got to love, this is classic Jamie. (laughs) And fantastic Braun, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, That's like like saying I had the biggest cock in in (laughs) Unsullied Army. (laughs) (laughs) The best line of the night, you know? No, no, no. A Lannister always said, don't you fucking (laughs) say it. Don't (laughs) say it. (laughs) (laughs) You promised me this, this, and you'll have it. Yeah, really. You know, uh, a high cheekbone and castle with enough gold. And I was like, geez. Uh, but I just love Jamie back slapping with the golden hand. Oh, the fray guy. Oh, and just the line for the entire thing. It was like, if I tell you to stop talking and you keep talking, and then he starts to say one thing and then the golden back slap. Uh, I, this is how I like Jamie. You know, he has this confidence. Cocky. Cocky. He still has his confidence, you know. Um, but he did parlay with the blackfish to try to save lives so he's not just a shit bag you know what no, i mean no no i think he's 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 past that whole i'm gonna own you no matter how many lives i lose you know what i mean he's actually yeah. thinking things through it, it you saw the brienne in him is the way i look at it yeah. is, is that you know thinking about things and actually doing what's honorable and parlay and you know going about it like you're supposed to as a real leader and commander right and now i on to what you were saying Jamie looks so badass in this armor. Oh. You know, I mean, it was it was just impressive. It was a blessing got kicked out of the King's oh. Guard to wear this. Yes. And when he sits there, and that, like you said, the drawbridge scene, and you see Clint Eastwood's, a.k.a. Blackfish, <laughs> come out of there, and he goes, you know, I just wanted to size you up, and da 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 let me just tell you. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I was, <laughs> I was almost coming out of the couch clapping. I was like, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but I like Blackfish's armor, too. The fish scale oh, everywhere. Yeah. You know, but he's kind of like a roguish dude. It's not like plate. He's like leather. You know what I mean? It, was, it looked like a guy who'd been on a, on a, on a ship. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. To me, it just kind of had that more flexibility, mobility. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not somebody who's in constant combat. You know what I mean? It was definitely significant. But, well, I mean, I saw a question on Twitter from Mark, and it was asking, who do you think wins, Jamie or the Blackfish? I don't think that actually comes to a battle. I really don't. I really uh, feel like that, you know, of course, we do have a little preview that kind of gives a little angle towards this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, without spoiling what the preview says, later on, I can address that. But I really don't think there's battle. I think it comes to a head, but then there's something that changes everything where both sides can get can win out of it. I don't know how, how they're going to spin it. But I just don't see there that battle. I just don't see the point. I don't see the, it being the pivotal deal. I think there's more about 
realizing that Jamie is who he's going to be for the future and what Blackfish is going to do to the Riverlands and the people in control, that kind of stuff is going to be more appetizing than them battling. Now, the only other way I can say it could go the other way is if a certain character shows up and we have to choose sides and then it gets ugly. Now, that could be a good storyline too, but that's going back towards previews. But if they do end up fighting, who do you see winning in the fight? Do you think Blackfish was telling the truth? He's got two years of provisions. I've got a wall, arrows. Like the, In my mind, the advantage is on Blackfish. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see him throwing out a fishing pole but from I the top of the thing. But I also see that castle. It has this waterfall. I see water exits. I see all kinds of different things. To I me. don't see how they get in. And no one likes to watch a siege. That's not fun television. Well, as no. Blackfish said, sieges are boring. I just want something to do. Yeah. yeah. He goes, you got two years. You know, I mean, like I said, the way this story's moving, there's no way. There's just I, no way. I don't think they leave the Riverlands this season. I think whatever happens, you know, even be episode 10, before they, before you find out which direction they're going. Um, because, man, you got too many good characters converging on this space. Don't, don't separate them. Just let them stay there. I mean... If Brienne finally shows up at the Riverlands, and Jamie's there, and Bronze there, and Blackfish is there, and, and the stupid ass phrase and Pod, I mean, that's just a recipe for glorious television. Well, is there a chance that the phrase are the ones that lose everything here? See, that's what I'm hoping for. What I'm hoping for, and what I'm hoping for, this I don't know. You know, of course, we don't. Nobody knows. What I'm hoping for is is that or you mentioned it, Pod and Brienne and everything else. Okay coming to the mix here and so we've got a, an entire array i think this is the pivot point where jamie wakes up and realize i'm in control of the probably the most powerful army you, you know we have to this assume side of westeros outside of maybe the tyrells but it's mace it's isn't a, leading any right army. but you know they're not at the odds with tyrells and so right now technically he's and brianne could be the key to where this could be a situation where things change for the for the fortune of all and like you said, the Riverland people toast, and we actually have a really awesome redemptive ending towards the season, but also have probably something catastrophic on the other half of it, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I just, I don't think as of right now there's any way that Jamie betrays or leaves Cersei. So there's got to be something, if there is to be a disconnect between them two. I don't think Bran's enough. All right, well, explain me this. What is what is Jamie gained by taking uh, taking Blackfish, Riverlands, all well, that stuff? Right is, now, I think he's the head of House Lannister. Is he not? Or is it now that he's not in the Kingsguard, he can now take the role of Tywin's of Ka- the head of Castle heir. Rock. Like I mean, there's a lot of people who have a claim to this title. Yeah, but what does he have to gain by taking Riverlands? That's just his orders. Yeah, that's his orders from Tommen. Tommen. That's his order, you know. I mean, his son, honestly, is the one that orders him to do <laughs> Nothing to gain but to do his duty. Yeah. And even though he said, if that, I'll go and cut the sparrow down, Cersei also told him, you know, go be a show of force. Let him know who the Lannisters and who runs them. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I think he comes to his senses and we don't get much anything out of this. I just don't see even having the time frame for it. I just don't see how we don't. Something's got to... Either the phrase all die, which I think we kind of get that 
preclusion due to the fact that they walk 8,000 men right past every fray and no one says a thing. And just Walter doesn't have any wits about him anymore. I think that there's millions of people out there who would love to see that old bastard and everything in that castle go up and smoke and die horribly. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe by the Riverlands, maybe the Lancers take over the tower. Or what's the first thing called? This could go a bunch of different ways. I just don't see it. I don't know. That's just the, me, though. The Riverlands is the middle of Westeros. Yeah. Like, they're the dead middle. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of pieces to me move in this <clears> sense. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I totally hear you. All right. What's the, the what's the next thing we're talking about? Let's, one thing I'm going to tell you that was kind of disappointing, because I'm kind of curious where I'm going to go with it, was the Arya thing. Well, we'll hold that to the yeah. end. That was the end of the episode. Yeah, it was kind of like, Ugh. Let's do... Um, Ironborn? <laughs> because this, this was my least favorite. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about Theon and Yara for a second. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, well, at first, I'm sorry. at first, I was about to be super pissed because I thought that because all the intro was about Euron, and I was like, you see all these ships, full sails, and stuff like that. I was like, if they've already built a thousand ships, I'm gonna uh, shit all over this. Now, in the book, Cersei's talking about making. A, the king's fleet bigger and everything and it takes months to make four ships i'm gonna tell you you, you talk about that and when you talk about the intro and it goes previously and the first thing you see is these logs falling and people sh- sh- yeah. shucking them i was like no <laughs> <laughs> i was like whatever that ship's gonna point up and down what's going on here <laughs> yeah no um, but like in the book they say like months to make like four ships and so we're trying to make a thousand yeah i'm sorry but okay Anyway, I never saw a tree on the Iron Islands either way. You know? They haven't either. <laughs> they. This is... What's the bridge place? What is that? What's it called? Where they're at right now? Yeah, or Volantis or whatever? Yeah. Is this no. is Volantis, isn't it? Volantis is where Jorah got the grayscale and everything. Well, this no, is where Valeria. Jorah and... Tyrion. Tyrion were, though. This is that town on a bridge. Which, the yeah. fact that they're already there is one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen. Come on, though. Look, Remember, everything moves, time time everything moves at, you know, time travel, yeah. So, anyway, it's we're, basically whore town. Um, and we see Yara, who's into women, obviously. Yeah. Um, and Theon being still timid, and Yara, like, bringing him back yeah, from the brink. brink. Terrible. Yeah. Like, that's not how PTSD goes. Any shape or form. Um, it's either buck drink. up or... <laughs> drink. Oh, I know. Drink. The, the, the cup never tilts up any no. higher. And I'm like, all right, that cup would have been empty after that yeah. last drink. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it took like 12 gulps on the first thing. Yeah, it was, was just like, like, come on. Look, man, I'm sorry. There ain't that much juice in there. <laughs> Such as some thick-ass mead. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Ale. Oh. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Not much to say about the scene. No, yeah. It's supposed to be Theon's coming back, being Theon again. A lot of great boobs. Yeah, I mean, there was some good eye candy, but you know. Yeah. Not an ass like that on the Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) That would sound great if it wasn't from Yara. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Yara. (laughs) She's quite mannish, though. Oh, man. So, Moving on. She looks a lot like her father. We'll <laughs> but uh, it's interesting that they just want to offer, like, a olive branch to Daenerys. Like, they don't want anything from her or anything. They just want to team up with her, join her forces, and take back the Iron Isles. Well, so I think they, they're they weak as they are. And so you have to pledge your allegiance to something. Oh, oh it's a smart play. Yeah, I mean, Beat really. your on to the punch and... Yeah. 
you know, exactly. hopefully turn it on him. So, I mean, yeah. it seems like it's an actual workable plan, unlike Euron's. Well, I think Euron had a good idea. I think she just took it and, oh, yeah. and ran with it. Well, I mean, I don't think Euron has a good idea at all because Daenerys is not going to just marry him for... Well, that part is foolish. Yeah. You know, but... How do you? But how do you coax your men into supporting you by showing how brash you are? You know, so that's just a speech. You know, when you get there and actually talk business, and you're staring at a dragon in the face, you know, you cower, you tuck your tail, and say yes, ma'am. You know what I mean? That's just well, the way it is. In the books, though, he has the horn, so I mean, it's a little bit different. I know. Yeah, well, but I digress. We ain't got no horn. No, nope. so they dropped all the horns, uh, <laughs> even Theon's. But we also got. You got Rob. I mean, not, not Rob. John, John, and Davos Sansa. and Sansa, yeah. and yeah. the Queen of Sass. Let me go ahead and tell you the Emmy Lady goes, Marmont. Yeah, the Emmy goes to the ten-year-old Lady of Marmont. <laughs> <laughs> this had, was all over our Facebook, and people were talking about yeah about how I mean, there were so many people you know feedback. I forget their names. I wish I wrote them down. They were just talking about this chick, you know. Every time she spoke, I, was, I felt like I was under command to, watching the TV. Yes, ma'am. Well, I saw a great <laughs> question that uh, why didn't <laughs> why didn't she ask John for the sword back? Because that's Mormont's house sword. Well, I heard the question was why didn't John just lead with Longclaw? Thing is, that well, pommel not, is different now. Yeah, but She's I mean, the, she knows. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm John, I'm not just offering up my Valerian steel sword, so. Especially for 62 minutes. Yeah, that's a good point. No, but I would say your uncle gave me this sword eh. to lead. You know? It's like, it's a pretty good honor. Yeah. Your ancestral sword. And well, then the you just be like, by you having it and saying that he bestowed it upon you, that I means it's almost like you're royalty in this house because you have that sword. Right. right. You know, I mean, but, I, I'm with you there. But I mean, if she asks it back, how do you say no? Well, you she can't even out? lift that thing. Whip Doesn't it out matter. and lop her brains off. <laughs> yeah, uh, her and the maester can move together. Bring your 62. <laughs> hey, there's Felt about, like we were talking about a home one record. Not a, no amount of men. You know? How many yeah. men were you expecting her to throw out, by the way? I, I was hoping there would be at least three digits in it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was thinking like 150. I figured it would be something small. But we'll see what's cool about Bear Island that I wish they would have like kind of brought in. There were like 62 fighting men. But I wish they would have said, and, and 25 women. Yeah. Because that's what Bear Island's also famous for, is their women fight like savages. Yeah, so she characterizes that one of her men is better than 10 of any other. Right. Is that's that, what Ned is that Stark pretty said. accurate? That's what Ned Stark said, too. And uh, we saw how that went down in King's Landing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, a, I'm not holding my breath for this one is 10. They're like the most north. They're way up there. So they do, you know take on quite a bit they're stout people okay but, and like i said their women fight too so they're pretty pretty bad so this is like bruisers. this is like the cold version of sparta you know yes. <laughs> yeah. or viking it's very viking culture viking yeah yeah okay see the, they didn't have a problem with joining up with the wildlings which was kind of odd since they were one of the most northern houses i think it was more about an honor uh, you know but, just more you know she quickly believed about the Night's King and everything. So how much information do we think Jorah was sending back to him? Uh, because I, she had no problem believing this. I, don't, uh, I think the people in the North are the only ones that will believe it. Well, I mean, they, the Glovers didn't really seem to be thinking too much about... Well, they didn't even say anything to the Glovers about it. He was well, already I think the Glovers, on them. Yeah, the Glovers were already in a situation where they 
put their neck out there and he lost his family and several people in his so family. the Mormons. Well, I know that, but I just think he took it more personal. You know what I mean? I think he got left on a ledge and, you know, there you go. And so it's just different for everybody. I think the fatal flaw was they didn't just bring one one with them. I, I think you bring <laughs> him to every single house. And I don't think like, you tell one one where to go. I don't think probably one knows where he wants to go. And I don't think he's much of the talking type. It doesn't matter. You just want his presence so they know that there's yeah. a bigger fight than what's after the Bolton one. Yeah. It's true, though. You show people that a giant exists. does exist. It gives you credit to your other More likely stories. to say, okay, White Walkers might exist, too. Yeah. Now, he is the last giant, correct? Is that mm-hmm. what we're supposed to understand? Because there was three or four, but they lost several of them in the, in the skirmish. The they lost the last king of the giants. Um and the numbers are very poor, but I think in the shows, you know, canon, he's the last one. Okay. Which is very disappointing. Oh, I'd love to see a group of them just charging. (laughs) Um, But what do you think about Sansa being just uh, kind of ragdolled by everybody? Well, she's kind of throwing like a teenage hissy fit. Like she just turned 13 and then... She doesn't know how to be what she wants to be. And that's just the way it is. And so you can just see her making mistakes because she doesn't know how to step out there and do things. I mean, that one time she's like, you know, when you're being addressed, you're supposed to da, 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 da. You know, and she had her point, but then he walked over there and told her to listen to her little girl. Oh, I cringe when and, she And she, threw he, that she was out. just kind of like, and like sorry, it's cow. And yeah. you even saw John like turn his head. You're like, like, oh, oh, you didn't say oh this is about to get ugly. <laughs> I'm a snow. I'm a snow. Yeah, really. Not a star. Um, so. I think we were just seeing those growing pains of somebody trying to figure out how to be the leader and use her name to the right way. And I think that's what's going to be one of our catastrophes here is you see her write this letter, which I can only predict, which we talked about on discussion boards a lot, is little that we're little, little yeah. finger, you know, I and think, basically he has an army in the veil and, you know, and bring it out that way. I think this will lead eventually to Sansa being like, I can't be the leader. It's like, you know, I'll yeah. be the Stark, whatever, you you know what I mean? But I think it's going to be a catastrophic yeah. failure during a major battle because you're going to see that John thinks he knows every part along with Davos, and then she's playing another angle, and it's going to backfire, and somebody's going to die from it. Right, and yeah. she's hoping this will be some kind of savior moment for and her. If anything, it's going to end up being a bad... Just like her backfire. dad walked right into a trap. Yeah. She's going to walk her family into another trap, and we're going to have the classic... You know, I saw a great picture on Facebook. You know, like, you know, people who have good luck, bad luck, and then they're stark, you know. <laughs> and, like, the good luck was, a, was you know, somebody who wins a little lottery ticket. And the yeah. bad luck is somebody who, you know, their windshield gets broken. And then there's a stark and somebody on the ground stabbed five times with a knife stuck in them. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yes, that's what a stark is. So, I just, even with this Bolton, with this, you know, the Bolton battle, which I think is going to be one of the, the big epic thing at the end of the season, I don't see it spelling well. Do all of our Starks make it out alive? No. No. That's what a Stark does, is die horrifically and make everybody pissed. Uh, Uh, I don't think Sansa dies. But that means you think Rickon dies. Yep. I think he's toast. Takes a blade. Bring him back years later. Uh, Think about what he did with his protector. What was her name? Uh, Osha. Yeah, Osha. (laughs) What? Five minutes? Oh, baby. Yeah, but she's had a lot of screen time. Rickon's had minuscule screen time. And? Look, man. 
Look, he may be the, the last. They killed the surviving Dornish. male heir. <laughs> they killed the Dorn people like that. True. I mean, they didn't even blink <laughs> when they yeah. killed them. You know, with their three-inch blade in the back, and they're dead on the floor. Oh God! Yeah. Don't don't bring it back. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. let's not. Let's get. Let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves here. Let's not beat a dead Stark, all right? Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, but yeah, no, I have to agree. I think Recon's is as good as dead. He's toast. I mean, I think he'll be skinned and hung already, as a banner. They've already killed his what, Direwolf, supposedly the mini head Direwolf. It looks CGI's expensive. You know, yeah. So I don't know. The only thing I'm hoping for is, like we talked on theories, other is that the big pack of wolves comes into play, and that's where you know maybe, just maybe, that's what is the turn of the tide. You know what I mean? Like but I'm just not I'm seeing still, it. I'm still leaning towards them umbers being double crossers. I am yeah. hoping so. I keep, mean, I, keep holding that breath. But since when has a major bad guy got what he deserved the way he's supposed to get it? Name one time. Tywin? Oh, no. no that was no. the only person. No, he, he should have died by several other people other than his son. No, he tormented Tyrion no, more than anyone. should have been the one. Uh, okay, I'll give you that one. But, yeah. I mean, because that was pretty cool to die on the crapper. But yeah. Viserion. Viserys. He got it pretty bad. Mm. Crown of gold. The golden crown. But I'm just upset that we didn't go and see the Manderleys because, I mean, Davos gave his speech that he gave to the Manderleys. And that was a lot, I mean, that's a lot bigger force. And they're still up in the air. They're not fighting with anyone yet. Yeah, I don't know. And so I don't know how we're going to introduce them or if we're going to introduce them at all. At the pace we're going, I'm going to say no. Or it'll just be a... A is there banner, any, or it'll be a banner group that decides to come because of a raven or something. Is some there any crap. chance that this letter is going to the Manderleys? Or is it just straight? No. Yeah. This is, man, I, I would be shocked. If it's uh, anyone besides Littlefinger. Who else would she converse with and put that on there with besides Littlefinger? I, I mean, it makes no sense to be with anyone else. I just. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go. I just want to see the Lord too fat to sit a horse. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All and right, so what, what's left? Is it Arya the only thing left? Um, I'm trying to make sure we're not missing out on something. You know, I mean, I think we've hit the major high notes. I mean, here. just uh, Queen Sass, who Sansa yeah. can't decide if Sansa's a Stark, a yeah, Lannister, <laughs> or Bolton. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I guess it's Arya. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Arya's whole deal. You know, now. We're... And how bad was this? Uh, who did not see this coming? Well, it's just. I mean, I saw this old lady, and I was like, okay, there she is. Even before that, <laughs> I mean, I was like, come on. She's kind of like sauntering around town, all happy. Well, you know, like exactly, you are a wanted dead. of the biggest of the assassin, de- group. Of the deadliest group in the world, uh, you know, bar none. And you walk around like you own the joint with your bags of gold and everything, or bags of whatever it is, and your little needle. I mean, to me, I'm secretly in the shadows. Like I need to ride out of here. Yeah, and I'm hiding in right by the ship until it's time to go. I'm on the ship. I'm not just by the bridge going. Oh, it's so pretty outside. You know, and, then, and oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Stab, you know, it's almost like Halloween getting hit so many times. And so I found some theory crafting that that wasn't actually Arya. That's actually Jockin. And the reason why is because, like, his eye, her eyes, if you look, are a lot darker than they normally are, like, the around it. And it was a test for the waif because he thinks that she's, it's too personal. She's not nameless anymore she's not no one because she's taking this kill too personally i think you're on a sinking ship alone 
Like I yeah. said, let me, let me tell you why. I was reading it. Her walking through the city scared at the end. There's no point in showing that if that theory is correct. Look, didn't say I believed her or anything. It was just one of the things that just I just putting it out there. There's no point in showing her go through the city fearing everything that moves. Like that might be the way. That might be the way. That might be the way. Oh, the after effect. Of the it? after effect of it. If they got up and you see her bleeding and then just looks up and then it cuts away right there and then the next time we see him, you, then you realize you know it is Jack. Then I could breathe that. But her going through the city, going you know, yeah, the shivering and free and fearing anything that moved and wondering if this is the next one that's going to get me and da 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 and nobody. That was all showing Arya's fear of death. Yeah. Nah. They haven't shown anything that could make Jack and full-size grown man into a little girl. They could change, change from faces, a black man, but they can't change height. I've not seen them change height at all. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's a cool theory, but I think it's nah. Yeah. I think there's other ways that they would test now, her. I'm with you. I do still think that Jack might be her savior at the end of this because I do <laughs> think I don't know how he's allowing the wave to be so personal about this. So. I do think there is something involved with him. To the yeah, end of the this. whole idea of her, him saying, you know, him saying he would promise to let her do this. That, that by that alone, that by definition, that's against his own rule to allow that. Yeah. So, to me, that means he has a soft spot for her. Well, you know, obviously, because she saved his life. Right. So, I mean, I, that's what I'm guess I'm getting at. I'm, I'm with you. So, yeah, it's very possible he ends up saving her. And that it's going to lead to a problem, you know. Which I'd be cool with that. I think it's great. I don't think Arya's storyline needs to end, and I don't think it is going to end. Oh no, you definitely know? not. And so I'm still I, waiting for Arya and the Hound to just team back up. Yeah, really. Well, it's like mini Arya and large Arya now. But uh, but there was a lot of people talking about like it's insta death by the way it happened to her. I'm like, no. So what'd no. she take? Two or well, three? One she big took slit. A slice. Now she had, didn't, she had some thick clothes on because yeah. I paused this. Don't the want to see the special effects. The slice didn't seem to do anything. I think it just, it cut her. Don't get wrong, it did like that. But it, she had like two or three layer. When they showed that special effect, it made me feel better about the cut. Anything about that? But then she did take two good stabs with one of them with a twist. Yeah. But the blade was probably three inches in my in my opinion. It didn't look like it was a big deal. Well, I mean, it was hilt deep, so you know, so. You would not die, but it is a bleeding death. You would, what is it, insinuate? Is that how you pronounce it? Where you you bleed out, you know, and so on. But I'm going to tell you what killed me about this. The one thing that hurt the special effects-wise is that that was a ton of blood in the water for oh, her yeah. just to hit the water. You know, it would take a little bit longer than that, you know, eight-foot pool of blood <laughs> into the water while she's looking over the bridge. You know, that's just me. Because when she got out of the water, yeah, you see it coming out, but it's not like it's... <laughs> You know, it's not like snow cones coming out of the machine. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Well, the thing I didn't like. And then when she's walking down the street, it's a drip here, a drip there. But when you get, when you got fresh stabbed, you're, you know. Bleeding out. You look like you're changing the pool color, you know. I mean. It's just the fact that the wave had no chase in her. Like, I mean, I see that she's making sure there's a body or something. Uh, I'm going to tell you what really hurt it more than anything to me. What, why it hurt me is, is that that was the waif and you got so close. Your first your first strike is not a slice to the belly. That's just me. To me, I'd be get right up next to her and it's just a knife up to the up right to the jaw. You know what I mean? And just be like, here I am. You know yeah. what I mean? If you were able to get that close and her be that naive to it. See, I didn't think the slice. I thought the slice was going towards her neck, chest area. When I saw it, 
and that it like just grazed off her leathers. No, no I mean yeah, it's you, straight you, belly. Yeah, she went straight at the body on the on the slice because the older woman was kind of hunched over a little bit, and she's like, hey, hey, and sliced at her. Sweet girl. Yeah, but, and I would just shame like, on you got that close. You could have put a blade in her throat. You know what I mean? To just, me, you could have done a single move that would have ended her. The Rambo. Yeah. See the blade through the mouth. <laughs> the, sh- the glitter of it through her teeth. Yeah. Yes. There's uh, so much shame on Arya for not expecting this. Yeah, that's what hurt this whole deal. Is her just being gallivanting and everything. That hurt it a little bit. again? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that that's just where I'm at. You know, it, I just think it could have been played a little bit better. But I think it did have the shock value. I mean, there was definitely that when you see her taking three wounds, you know. Well, this is definitely the most peril she's been in. So. Yeah. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> no doubt about that. So, let's just go ahead and talk about the preview. So, if you, people don't want to talk about the preview, you don't have to keep listening. Yeah, go ahead know. and cut us off at this you point. Cut, you can cut us off at the point. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I thought the episode was amazing. And then I saw the preview. And like I put on Facebook, I'm on edge all week until I finally get to this. Because... I finally, it finally looks like the mountain is fit to get do some action. <laughs> I choose violence. I choose violence. I was like, yes. I mean, we got the Cersei scene from the previews, or the trailer, like the first trailer. I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched that trailer 15 times just to keep watching the mountain take his mitt to what's the is it Loras that's name? You know, the head, Lancel. the bodyguard, Lance. Lancel. <laughs> looks like he's been to just. Take his neck. It looks like a predator moment of just taking his head and spinal column out. Yeah, it just, looks like he's going to tear from the lower jaw up. Yeah. It's going to be... Epic. Like, leave the bottom jaw hanging, but grab under the teeth and, like, pull just, it off. Yeah. If they do that and show it... Oh, I'll be so happy. Well, I mean, they showed <laughs> talking about head New screensaver. <laughs> and then just throw it at Kevin Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> you drop something. <laughs> Uh, there will be no words. Yeah. They'll just bowl it up to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope. am hoping that he goes there and cleans them up. That this is the this is the Cersei way of saying, I've got nothing left but big fella here, and I'm gonna let him eat all he wants. <laughs> you know? Well see, this is Cersei's constant reactionary personality. You know, Queen of Thorn gets under her skin, basically just ripped her crucifies her oh. with words. And it's almost like she was stripped again. This is oh, her. Yeah, I mean, this it is her a reactions. Yeah, you know, I, I look forward to it. Yeah, there and it then, is. Of no. course, we saw Brienne reaches Jamie and Blackfish. exactly, and make, basically tells him that if you attack by the honor that I am bestowed upon, I have to fight you. Well, she says, if I can't get Blackfish to surrender, is the things what she said, or to agree to these terms. Then, you know, whatever, I'm honor bound to, to fight, fight against you. Yeah. Um, and so we saw what, that she's not willing to bend. So we'll come down to And then there's Jamie. that little scene where you saw her pull that big old blade out. And so, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and of course, you see Pod, and, you know, and. And, and then you also see the hound doing Axeman work. Oh, I know <laughs> it, man. I was like, he ain't chopping trees neither, son. I mean, it's. I hope. I hope he's chopping. I'm, uh, could be another awesome opening. Is just see him go in there and start cleaning it up. You know? <laughs> well, you know? hopefully we actually get to see it. I mean, that, that's, this is the second time we've cheaped out on some war. 
Uh, I think we're going to see the hound have some personal effect here. I don't need war if I get to see the mountain smash sparrows yeah. and the hound go do his work. Yeah. It's okay with me. I'm all right. Yeah. Brienne pulls her sword. Most of the time that means something's going down. Yeah, she Brienne. usually doesn't have to hold a blade unless she's about to lop somebody's head. You know, or, you know, do some major damage. True. And so on. So, yeah, I'm definitely... And then there was this quick little blip of, you know... Uh, you know, over there at Marine, and you see this lantern light up and all this kind of stuff. You know, I, I don't know. What, I don't remember what, seeing that. Yeah, it was really, really quick. You know, uh, Tyrion and um, what's his name? Varys. Varys. You know, you see him kind of like all of a sudden in shock and look up, and the light lights up on it. Kind of makes me feel like they're in there, and Danny shows up. And mommy's the, home. Mommy's home. You know, that kind of situation. Which would be good. Again, that storyline to me. Is dead in the water until the ships arrive. Well, which could be next episode. Yeah, they'll be there next episode. Don't <laughs> worry. So, that could be something that shows, you know, do we predict that next episode, which is number eight, is going to be one of the big epic ones, or is it going to wait till? Uh, I think all three episodes left are going to be all epics. Three. Yeah, yeah. I just... we know nine will be. Ten is usually big Danny plot, so eight will be all the side characters get their big plot. Nine will be major battle. Ten will be Danny. How epic would it be if basically we do some more setup, have some cool things going on, da da da. But then number nine is like the battle of the Boltons, and then also Jamie's skirmish, and we just get back and forth on that kind of stuff. Oh, just cutting back between the Riverlands and yeah, like you know, be nice. It could be a pretty, that could be a pretty sweet episode. And do I see it happening? No, but somewhere Littlefinger skating his way in there with his yeah, army. Yeah. Well, I. I think Littlefinger's going to pull a Stannis from like, like season three or four where he just came in from behind and killed all the wildlings. I think that's what Peter's about to do with... That's my concern with the backfiring of this. Yeah, northern people are happy to fight with wildlings sometimes. But you see these Vale people come in, they may not be so cool, you know what I mean? Well, considering the way Sansa treated Littlefinger the last time he saw and now writes this letter... Oh, I think Littlefinger's still full, full on for Sansa. I don't know. He's so I don't know. I think he's always been backstabbing as well as he's. This is a this is a power play. You know what I mean? Think about it. If he gets rid of Sansa and their effort, then there is no other. There is nothing else to ever challenge the Boltons up north, and he's in control. Of the, of yeah, the he's got a weird love angle with Sansa. <clears throat> Maybe so. Maybe that, that deep connection with old mom to daughter now, you know. I feel it. I mean, he killed aunt, so. I don't know. Let's Only see. cat. <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't, other than that, that's all I remember from the preview. That I thought it was just epic. But uh, guys, if y'all thought something or, or disagreed or liked something, whatever, just hit us up at Bleed TV Podcast. We're at Gmail. We also have a, a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Uh, we love talking back and forth. You know, it can be a private message, whatever. We don't care. Uh, whatever you think, thought. If we, like I said, if we're off, tell us. If we, if you like what you hear, tell us to keep talking more about it. Whatever. We're we're game, man. Um, but I think other than night, I think we're gonna call it a wrap. I mean, we hit an hour. This is a good one. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Uh, uh, but we'll call it. This is uh, Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake, and I'm Cash. And we're out.